Hello everyone, I am Nicole Satimi, manual osteopath and massage therapist. I work at Lavender and Play with the lovely Sarah and Sonia, and I also do home visits for people in the Peterborough, Lakefield, Kawartha area. I wanted to come on here as a little bit of a bonus episode to talk about RSV, COVID, and the flu. Uh, In my clinic, I often see viruses, respiratory viruses, at the tail end of their lifespan in an infant or child. I assess oscillations or lung health and breathing. And so I often help reduce mucus and um, help ear infections, uh, support ear infections, and kind of get things moving in the sinus area of an infant because the sinuses are small and narrow and our ear eustachian tubes are quite um, horizontal. So there's no real help from gravity to help the flow of mucus, making it a bit difficult when a baby gets um, a respiratory, upper respiratory illness. Right now in Ontario, we are seeing a huge rise in respiratory illnesses, flood emergency rooms and hospital beds. We, um, well, this week alone, the number of children requiring care actually outnumbered the amount of hospital beds available. It's not a great time to be sick, but everyone we know is sick. We are seeing three main conditions circulating, but of course there are more. COVID, Um, RSV and the flu seem to be hitting the pediatric and geriatric population pretty hard. So we can talk about RSV or um, respiratory um, syncytial virus. I have a hard time saying that word. (laughs) It's a common virus but can cause severe breathing difficulties for babies. You'll usually show signs of infection four to six days after being infected. So um, just something to note that there's no specific cure or treatment for RSV, but some doctors might prescribe an inhaler or oral steroids to make breathing easier for your little one, which would require an air chamber, um, especially up until two or three years old. So what are the signs of RSV? Um, You'll see a runny nose, a decrease in appetite, coughing and sneezing, sometimes wheezing, fever and breathing problems. Um, Those are kind of the main concerns. As a parent, you're going to be the best caregiver for your child suffering from RSV. This is really important because you'll notice the signs better than anyone else if something is changing in your child's health status. So care from a parent, um, if you believe your child has RSV, is very important. Rest and fluids are also key. If your baby is less than six months, RSV can be dangerous um, because it can kick up out of nowhere in severity. It's almost like out of the blue, your baby will have a hard time breathing. Older kids get sick more gradually. You're going to notice that your baby is using muscles to breathe that they probably wouldn't normally breathe. Like you're just going to notice the baby breathing differently that's time to get care for your child. Any um, fever over 37.5 for a number of days, or if the um, fever isn't reduced by pain medication, or sorry, medication like Tylenol and Advil, 
over a period of time, then yeah, you'd be looking at getting medical attention. But if your baby is struggling to breathe, you get that baby in front of a doctor. Um, yeah, your child is going to be tired. They're going to look like it's hard to breathe. And um, RSV is very similar to what COVID and the flu also look like. So symptoms of COVID, we might be getting used to the signs or symptoms of COVID by now, but recently symptoms in infants have changed based on the variants that are circulating. Really, above all, um, the major things we want to look for in COVID and when to call a doctor would be um, we want to look for fast breathing or difficulty breathing, maybe a little confusion or the inability to recognize you, chills from a fever or a fever that isn't being reduced from medication for more than about 12 hours. Um, and then the flu, something most of us listening right now have probably experienced in our lifetime, but our little ones probably have not. We'd see a fever of more than 37.5. There'd be breathlessness, there'd be rapid breathing, probably a cough, not feeding as they normally would, and not showing the same number of wet and dirty diapers, um, which could be a sign of dehydration, right? They'd also show signs of a sore throat, which can be hard to see in an infant, um, difficulty swallowing, and then vomiting or diarrhea. An old child would be able to let you know if their muscles are sore, though. <coughs> Excuse me talking about COVID. Um, no, I don't have COVID. It's just very dry in my house when the heat is on. Because symptoms of all three of these viruses are so similar, if any of these symptoms become more severe or worsen, it's best to receive medical attention for your little one. I know emergency rooms are really overrun right now, and part of that reason is because there aren't a lot of uh, Advil or Tylenol options on the shelves for our little ones. So we can't get on top of a fever when we need to originally or uh, initially. Um, RSV symptoms can turn very quickly, like I mentioned. And so with all three, the COVID, RSV and flu viruses, um, there's always a risk of dehydration. We know masks aren't 100% perfect, but they have been shown to reduce respiratory transmission rates. And especially when it comes to reducing spread to young children where masks like mask wearing isn't a possibility. Whatever we can do to protect their little lungs, we should be doing, in my opinion. Um, the reason we are seeing so many cases of respiratory illnesses this, this fall is likely because of the immunity gap during time of isolation. So let's all cough into our elbows if we aren't wearing a mask and wash our hands really often and well. And to top it all off, um, that scarcity and pain medication is causing a lot of anxiety in parents right now. So um, a few things we can do to support our baby's immune systems, which, you know, we want them to be sick. We want them to be exposed to these types of viruses at this age. Um, obviously not in a severe situation, but this is the best way for being exposed to viruses and, and um, different illnesses is definitely a way for them to build robust immune systems as they age. But things that we can do to help support them is uh, fluids every day, bedtime at the same time every night, waking up hopefully at the same time every morning just to help with their circadian rhythms. And I'm talking about kids who are over a year because up to a year, like their circadian rhythms are, or even longer, are still being um, sort of balanced out. So rest, fluid, um, getting vitamin D, so the best way to get uh, vitamin D is through our eyes and our skin. So getting five to 10 minutes of sunlight a day, if not more time outside 
It's really good. Um, obviously, weather is getting cooler in Ontario, so we want to make sure that um, we're not stressing out the lungs too much, but at least getting 10 minutes of fresh air a day is super important. Leaving the windows cracked a little bit or at least having the room for at 19 and a half to, I guess, like 21 or 22 degrees Celsius is really great for sleep. Um, having a humidifier in the house or in the baby's room is also really helpful doing magic socks so using a thin pair of cotton socks with a wet pair of wool socks sorry let's restart wet a thin pair of socks put them on baby's feet and then put a a thick wool or thick fabric sock over the wet sock and put baby in their sleep sack or in their crib Um, It's really good for lymphatic support and yeah, magic socks can really help to get the mucus flowing in the body. It's gentle for any age and you'll notice that baby socks are completely dry, especially even midway through the night. Um, If you do it yourself, you'll know like within a few hours, those socks are dry. So it is a really good thing to help and it's free and it is um, safe. You know, other things, if you wanted to start or consider supplementation, talking to a naturopathic doctor or pediatric dietitian is also a really good idea. And um, reducing sugars, uh, processed sugars if you can, just to help uh, manage any inflammation in our bodies. And yeah, so covering the main, the main, um, the basics there. Uh, hydration, vitamin D, getting getting some time outside, consistent rest, and yeah, lots of hugs as per usual. Anyways, if you have any more questions and you are looking to get osteopathic care for you and your family, you can always email me at nicole at onebodywellness.ca and find all of my information in the show notes.